Welcome to the UK Mortgage Market Insights for the weekend in the 3rd of November 2023. I hope I find you all well. In this week's episode, we're going to be covering all the usual subjects such as swap rates, lender rate increases, lender rate decreases, improvements in lender criteria, along with some really important news regarding the Bank of England base rate, Bank of England mortgage approval data. We're going to take a look at the nationwide house price index, and then we've got news regarding some changes to council tax and houses of multiple occupation. So let's start with the Bank of England base rate decision. Yesterday, it was held at 5.25% for the second time in a row following previous 14 consecutive increases. The vote was a ratio of six to three, so six people voted to keep rates on hold, three people voted to increase the base rate. This was a little bit more stable than it was the last time around. And the commentary coming out from the Bank of England right now is that there is the expectation that base rate will probably stay at this level for quite some time before starting to reduce towards the tail end of 2024 and going into 2025. Obviously, the reasons behind this is because inflation is still higher than expected. Last month, the inflation held at 6.7%. And as we all know, the target rate is 2%. Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt are adamant that they're going to get the inflation down to 5% by the end of the year. And clearly, the only way that they think that this is possible is to keep interest rates at a higher level for a longer period of time. There is now talk that for the next year or so, the UK is going to have a very, very slow period of growth. We'll hopefully avoid a recession, but that's not off the cards. But for the time being, it looks like we're going to have a really slow period of growth whilst inflation drops back to the expected 2% target level. So what do you think? Do you think that the Bank of England made the right decision to keep rates on hold? Or do you think that they should have increased them or maybe decreased them? Please do let me know in the comments because I'd be interested to know. Following the decision by the Bank of England yesterday, the markets seemed to improve somewhat and we started to see more decreases in the swap rates. As you know from previous videos, swap rates have been steadily reducing over the last few weeks. And then there was further improvement yesterday following the Bank of England base rate decision. We're now seeing the two-year swap rate comfortably sitting below 5%. So is that an expectation that we might start to see some two-year fixed rates coming in below 5%. We certainly hope so. I do think that there's a lot more room for improvement on five-year fixed rates from lenders because if we look at the five-year swap rate, that's sitting significantly below 5%. So personally, I feel that there is quite a bit of room for manoeuvre from mortgage lenders. And so talking of mortgage lenders, this week we've seen a couple of rate increases from the Skipton Building Society, which is not really a surprise. And to be fair, we don't do a huge amount of business with Skipton anyway. But we've seen quite a lot of lender decreases this week. So Principality reduced their products for existing customers, as did Accord on their buy-to-let products. Halifax also reduced their product transfer rates for existing customers, but unfortunately, nobody can actually see those. They are specific to customers individually. So if you do want to find out what's on offer for you, then you do need to speak to a broker like ourselves. And then we can log into your account and have a look what's available. Other lenders that reduce their rates are Gen H, Accord for their residential products, Barclays, NatWest, Atom Bank, and Leeds Building Society, amongst a couple of others as well. So lots of lenders reducing their rates this week. And following this Bank of England base rate decision, I am expecting that we'll probably start to see lenders really ramp up their rate reductions as we head towards the end of the year, because lenders haven't done a lot of business this year. They're way behind on their target levels and they do really need to make up for some lost ground. This lack of business from lenders is actually backed up by the money and credit report that was released by the Bank of England for September. There's lots of information in this report, but I just want to highlight the key facts. As you can see on screen, in September, net mortgage approvals for house purchases 
fell to just over 43,000, which is the lowest level since January of this year. And net approvals for remortgaging fell to just under 21,000. And that's the lowest level since January 1999. This is a clear indication that affordability is becoming a real problem. With the increased interest rates that we're seeing, affordability for clients is just so difficult and it's making it nigh on impossible to actually move lenders, which is why we're starting to see an awful lot of product transfers taking place. Now, obviously, as we all know, this isn't necessarily the best because more often than not, you are likely to get a better interest rate from a new lender. But with the affordability issues that we've got, lenders are actually retaining business rather than losing business. But let's hope, as we say, that if lenders do make some more reductions later this year, that we might start to see some improvements and better products all around for all customers. So these higher lender rates that we've been seeing are obviously one of the reasons why there's not been a huge amount of housing activity. And Zoopla reported this week that house price reductions are now affecting more than 80% of the UK. Now, where possible on my social media channels, I've attached links to all of the things that I talk about. You can get access to this article from Zoopla, which shows you the impact of house price reductions across the UK, region by region, etc. Not entirely sure I believe so much what Zoopla say about the house price decreases and what they're expecting for this year and for next year. But nevertheless, the report does make interesting reading and it does give you a little bit of useful information. But in short, they're reporting that house prices have decreased by 1.1% over the last 12 months. And that the average UK home now costs just under £265,000. The areas that seem to be affected the most by house price decreases are, of course, London, the southeast, and the commuter belts. But overall, they're saying that buyer demand is now a fifth lower than it was at this time last year and 25% below the five-year average for October, which is pretty devastating news and it backs up the fact that lenders haven't been lending much money. However, then just to confuse you a little bit, Nationwide's house price index was released and that actually shows that house prices went up in October, believe it or not. Nationwide is saying that house prices went up 0.9%, but year on year they're actually 3.3% lower than they were. And that this is actually an improvement on the 5.3% that was reported last month. So what do we make of all this data? Look, I mean, Zoopla really, they're only able to report on properties for sale. Nationwide are obviously one lender out of the many that are in the UK. So their data is only covering their mortgage products. Doesn't cover cash purchases at all. And because it's only the nationwide, we're probably looking at only about 15% of the real data across the whole of the UK. So I think the reality is that house prices are still dropping. As I've said, I think that from peak to trough, we're probably going to be looking at a 10 to 15% drop. But we're only probably going to see the real numbers towards the latter part of next year. Because even the land registry data that gets released every month has got about a six to nine month lag in the data. So we're still only seeing the effects of transactions that were from earlier in, in the year. Things have got worse as we've gone through the year and, and are really at a low point right now. So I don't think we're going to see the real effect on house prices until quite a way through next year. But obviously, we will continue to report on this month on month and keep you up to date. So onto some good news for landlords and renters. The government have actually announced a scrap to the scheme which saw the individual pricing of rooms in shared houses and houses of multiple occupation. So up until now, landlords haven't been able to advertise their property as inclusive of council tax and tenants have actually found that they've had to pay council tax based upon a value for their individual room in a house. This has now been scrapped, making it easier for landlords to actually advertise prices and making it cheaper for tenants who now don't have to pay council tax based upon an individual room's price. 
So this is a positive move and it follows a successful campaign by the NRLA. So this is great news for landlords and tenants alike. And then to round off this week, I just want to cover an article that we appeared in on Monday in the London Evening Standard. We were really fortunate to have the opportunity to do this article. And this was talking about marathon mortgages or mortgages that have a term of more than 30 years. They're becoming a regular feature right now because of these higher interest rates that we're seeing. And they are a suitable solution for some people. But obviously, having a mortgage over such a long period of time does have some downfall. And in this article, we're talking about the pitfalls and the things to watch out for if you're considering a mortgage term of 30 years or more. So as I said, where I've been able to, I've actually put the links to all of the information that we've spoken about in this video. So please do go take a look and have a little read those articles. And in particular, this one in the London Evening Standard, because it does make for interesting reading. That's it for this week. So thank you for tuning in and listening or watching if that's what you've chosen to do. If you're not already subscribed to our channel or you're not already following us, then please consider doing a subscribe or hitting the follow. It is always appreciated. And we do produce content on a daily basis that you might find useful. But as always, I do really appreciate and thank you for your continued support. In the meantime, have yourselves a great weekend. Look out for our daily videos across our social media channels and for the weekly update, we'll see you next Friday. Take care.